our beloved chiropractic profession faces challenges like never before. These challenges come from not only outside the profession, but also from within. Hi, I'm Dr. Bobby Braille, and I've had the opportunity to see this profession as a practitioner, a teacher, an administrator, and a politician. In my over 40 years in chiropractic, I've just about seen it all. Join me on Cairo Rants for an honest and no-holds-barred discussion about all aspects of chiropractic practice, politics, education, and philosophy. We'll talk about subjects that most only want to whisper about, and we'll interview the leaders in our profession to get some straight-up answers. If you're looking for a politically correct chiropractic discussion, this is not the place. Welcome to Cairo Rants. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Cairo Rants. If I sound a little bit funny today, it's because I am wearing a mask and I'm fogging up my reading glasses. So I'm going to take my mask off here because guess what? For all us chiropractors, that's the subject for today. Mask or no mask. You know, just uh, truth be told, I had planned on doing this particular program and this having this particular rant and discussion several weeks back when masks became a, a big deal. And, uh, you know, I go on social media enough to see that chiropractors, for the most part, especially the friends I have, have been anti-mask for the most part. And between that point when I wrote down some notes about it and now while I'm recording it, I had the opportunity to speak at a Dynamic Essentials meeting, uh, DE meeting, which, by the way, as a little aside, if you've never been to one of those, I highly, highly recommend it. It is something that years ago, and we'll have a discussion on this again at some point in the future, it is something that changed my life. But that being aside, um, I had a, the opportunity to speak at it, and the discussion I had started with the idea of wearing, in fact, I walked up front wearing a mask, and everybody gave me a really strange look. And then I had a discussion about it, which some of which will be repeated uh, during this program. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about for chiropractors and masks was the whole idea of wearing one or not wearing. You know, for some people, wearing a mask uh, is, a, is some kind of an inhibition. Uh, if you don't wear one, it's a statement of freedom. If you wear one, you're being controlled by something, you know. I posted on social media a picture not too long ago of me wearing a mask in my office when my air conditioning had gone out. Now, that was a not a great day. The temperature had gotten up to almost 90 degrees inside the building. And so here I am profusely sweating away. The sweat's beating up on my naturally bald head. And I have this mask on, so I'm like just perspiring like crazy. And the interesting was when I put it up there, it was kind of a comical bit about the idea of not having heat, you know, not having AC in your office and continuing to see patients. Um, I got comments talking about me, me wearing the mask. And I, I thought a lot about that. And I thought about the idea of, wow, you know, this for some people, this is an issue uh, greater than what it is. So I, I want to spend a little bit of time speaking about that, you know, for the chiropractors who are. I call them hardcore chiropractors, and I count myself in that, have 
traditionally been opposed to, uh, you know, medical concepts, medical regimes, not necessarily against emergency procedures, but, you know, against standard medical fare, so to speak. I mean, uh, you know, I am certainly not somebody who, who takes medications or goes for regular physicals and, and that kind of a thing, as well as I'm, I'm not a big fan of the amount of, obviously, the amount of drugs being pushed on the population and the overuse of, of materials and, and procedures on people. You know, and we can have a discussion at some point, and I have in some respect in, in the Health Rants podcast, but discussions on, you know, the over-medical usage to our population in the United States compared to everywhere else in the world, and then our, and our resulting health decline. But when it came to masks, it wasn't really something I had given a lot of thought to. Uh, I'm not against emergency procedures medically, but, you know, the mask was an interesting concept. Because I never really gave it the idea of, of a medical thing. I just, you know, my patients have been coming in, probably 70, maybe 80% of them wearing masks. Uh, 20% don't wear masks. I don't require them. I know a lot of medical, in fact, I don't know of any medical offices right now, as I'm recording this, that don't require you have a mask going in. If you go to Walmart, they require a mask. Home Depot requires a mask. Uh, Grocery stores of all kinds, Sprouts, a little a natural chain, requires masks. Everybody seems to be requiring a mask right now. Now, I don't require a mask. Obviously, our staff is wearing one, our, myself, my interns are wearing them. So it's obvious to people that, yeah, we're wearing masks. But I have people coming in who don't want to wear a mask, some, some people who are hardcore and they think it's an inhibition and they don't wear one. All right, so why am I wearing one? Well... We're going to get into that a little bit, but let's let's talk a little bit about a couple of other things. You know, a lot of people, a lot of chiropractors put this, this is a, an inhibition. This is something being forced upon us, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just don't give it that much room in my mind. You know, I don't, I try not to give it that much energy. You know, years ago, doctors wore white clinic jackets you know, uh, medical doctors speaking, and chiropractors were adamantly opposed to wearing clothing that looked like it portrayed them in a medical light. You know, I never wore white clinic jackets, although when I was an intern in school, I was required to wear a white clinic jacket. I know in like uh, Life University here, I think it's a blue clinic jacket you have to wear. But at New York, when I went to school, you had to wear white clinic jackets, just like the MDs. So, uh, you know, when I got out, obviously, I was obviously very opposed to that. Um, I have seen pictures of chiropractors on their website, and they're wearing the white jacket, and they have a stethoscope wrapped around their neck. And I always thought that was a little odd because I don't use a stethoscope in my office. First of all, my hearing's not good enough, but secondly... It's not something I'm regularly, I don't even think I have one in the office now that I think about it. Uh, but it's not part of my chiropractic regime. It's not part of my chiropractic care. So why would I have one around my neck? And I'm certain that the doctors who have it around their neck are doing so for the purposes of a picture to put on their website so that they look a little more mainstream in their mind. I don't get that that's mainstream anywhere else. But uh, so we were adamantly opposed to that. Now, a lot of chiropractors in that same vein have seen masks as that same thing. If I'm wearing a mask, it's, it's a medical thing. 
for years we've watched television when different types of flus and things have come around and people over in the far east in japan china we would see their cultures wearing masks routinely and i know it looked odd to us you know a patient mentioned this to me just a day or two ago that we would watch you know people over in japan wearing masks of china or any other the other far east countries and their populations would have a mask on it would look odd to us like we wouldn't do that here now, if you walk around, and in many cases you see somebody without a mask, it's like, oh my God, they don't have a mask on. Um, you could obviously go on YouTube or, or any of the social media and see somebody being dragged out of a store because they weren't wearing a mask. And I, I think that's a little bit crazy, a little bit overboard. We're getting a little bit too emotional about something that doesn't require that much emotion. I mean, we don't have to get that emotional about it. You know, I, I practiced in Florida for many years. And typically, I would go into a restaurant. I would go into a, any kind of a place, and, and certainly in, in, in my office the same way. And I would see a sign in many of these uh, businesses and shops in Florida, because I, I lived in Cocoa Beach, that said, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And... Nobody took that as a lack of freedom. I want to go shopping without my shoes on. Or I want to go shopping without a shirt. First of all, you know, ain't a pretty sight in many cases. Um, what most people don't realize, I know for a while, and I'm, I'm certain it's still in effect, in Palm Beach, which is obviously one of the more hoity-toity network uh, areas, if you are a male and you are jogging without a shirt, you can get a ticket. <laughs> you know? It's like what you know a lot of guys jog in their bathing suits without it without it without a shirt on well no if you're in palm beach you get a ticket for doing it so uh, you know that's kind of odd um the, the everywhere on the road and on television is these signs click it or ticket you know for wearing a seatbelt in your car and some people consider that an encroachment on their freedom i've met people who won't wear one because they can you know i, I don't give it that much energy i I actually learned to drive right at the time that seatbelts were being included in cars. When I learned in my classes, they made us put the seatbelt on. So from that day forward, I, I, in fact, I feel odd if I'm driving without a seatbelt. You know, the, probably one of the larger ones as far as making people do something as far as wearing. Uh, I'm a motorcyclist. I have ridden motorcycles longer than I have driven cars uh, for, at this point, over 50 years. And um, helmets were always a cantankerous type of a situation for many people. There are associations like ABATE, which originally stood for American Bikers Against Totalistic Enactments. It, they may have changed it to mean something else, but it basically was an organization that was trying to repeal helmet laws. Now, I learned to ride motorcycles in New York State and helmets were required by law, so I put a helmet on, learned to ride, and I always rode with a helmet. It was part of the law. When I moved to Florida right after graduating chiropractic school, they had a helmet law. You had to wear helmets, uh, so I always wore a helmet. Now, I moved to Georgia, and not long after I moved to Georgia, Florida got rid of the helmet law, but when I moved to Georgia, there's a helmet law, so you always have to wear a helmet. I've always worn helmets when I ride motorcycles. I never really considered it anything different. It wasn't, I never made a big deal out of it. I just put on a helmet. Now, if I ride back to Florida or if I ride in Florida, I don't have to wear a helmet. 
I first time they I went back there, I couldn't ride without putting the helmet on. It felt so weird to me. I had to put the helmet on. Uh, and I don't know if it was a safety thing or just I'm so used to clicking the helmet on my head. You know, uh, certainly part of it is that I'm going to have to put something on my head because there's no hair there and I'd want to burn the top of my scalp off. So I'd have to put a hat or something up there if I ride. A helmet strapped on. Whatever it was, I wore a helmet. I never really considered it some kind of an overreach of the government, make me wear a helmet on my motorcycle. I really never gave it, and even if it was to an extent, I never gave it that energy. So when it came to wearing a mask or no mask, I didn't give it much energy. I didn't give it much thought. It wasn't an inhibition to me. In many cases, what it was to me was a politeness to the people who were wearing them. Now, I know there's a lot of people who are very scared and the masks are going to protect them from this evil virus. And I got news for them. It doesn't really work as well as you think it does. But even if it worked only 5%, okay, I'll give you that. 5% is 5%. If it worked 50%, if it works 70%, I don't know the numbers. You can go online. You're going to find different numbers for everything. But out of politeness, I'll wear the mask. You know, uh, you know, I don't want people staring at me. Uh, you know, I, it's not a fight I want to fight. You know, a, a recent survey, and this was interesting. I was watching a, a news program. A recent survey showed Republicans are much likely to wear masks than Democrats. Not sure about the independents. I'm an independent. I've been a lifelong independent. So is wearing a mask political? Well, you know, for some people it is. But, you know... There are protests in other countries where it's not Democrat and Republican and people are protesting wearing a mask, so obviously it is for them. And that is an interesting fact because think about it. Depending upon what political party you're involved with, you wear a mask or not wear a mask. Why? That, that's so weird to me. Why should the discussion of whether or not you want to wear a mask or not be based upon what political party you're involved in? That's, that's almost absurd. If you want to make the discussion about whether or not you believe it protects you, that's a good discussion. And if you don't believe it protects you, then you don't wear one. If you don't believe it affects anybody else, you don't wear one. If you believe it does, you wear one. Or for my reason, if you believe you're at least polite to the patients who are coming in my office who are wearing one, I wear one. Because honestly, in my office, the people who don't wear a mask would not care if I did not wear a mask. The people who do wear a mask in my office, especially the elderly or the more fragile, would be quite upset and probably stop coming in if I was not wearing a mask. And I am much more about correcting their subluxations than I am about whether or not I can breathe through a mask. That doesn't matter that much to me. I'm not going to consider it an issue. And yeah, I, I know. I can hear it in the background and I haven't even played the tape yet. People saying, well, you need to educate your patients. About I hear you. I hear you. And I do. And in fact, I've been talking about the immune system being controlled by the nerve system long before anybody thought Corona was anything other than a, than a beer. But the reality is you and I both know you could talk yourself blue in the face. They hear 24-7 the opposite out there, and they're not jumping completely over the conversion barrel. You know, They still own some of those old things. I've had some of the most uh, staunch... I've had patients from some of the most staunch, hardcore, you would recognize their name, chiropractors, who came into me and didn't understand subluxation. And I know that chiropractor beat them up with subluxation. And I know that's all they talked about. You know, I, I'll give one example. 
in my early years in practice, I had a patient come in and they were strictly talking about their neck hurting and pain and popping it here and there. And they'd been going to a chiropractor and I kind of assumed they'd been going to a chiropractor who didn't educate them. I said, who's your chiropractor? They said, Reggie Gold. And I'm like, what? You know? Now, I know Reggie was on them about this. You know, come on. He was one of the most education plus chiropractors I have ever had the privilege of hearing. But the patient didn't get it. You know, it's like you walk, take a horse to water, you can't make them drink. This patient didn't drink. And a lot of patients that come into my office, even though they've been through my hour-long orientation, even though they get my material on a regular basis, even though I talk to them, still aren't getting it 100%. So when they come in wearing that mask, after they've heard everything they've heard on TV, their fear is genuine that if they're not wearing a mask and I'm not wearing a mask, that they have a more chance of something bad happening to them. So out of that politeness, I put the mask on. You know, but it shouldn't represent anything more than that to us as chiropractors. You know, uh, why Republicans, because they belong to one party, don't wear masks and Democrats because they belong to another. That should be a silly discussion because if you're a Democrat and you believe the masks don't help you, then you shouldn't wear one. If you're a Republican and believe that it might protect you even a little bit, then you should wear one. <laughs> Why would you do that? Other than depending upon what news service you're watching on television, and we could have a whole discussion on that because I love to read news on both sides of the aisle, and I'm, it's like two different universes almost. It's amazing. But that being said, that's a different discussion. It's certainly not a Cairo rant specific discussion. You know, for some chiropractor, for chiropractors, wearing a mask is a statement of principle. You know, I, I don't know that that's the case. Well, it is if you give that to it, but I don't give that to it. Now, I'm going to tell a little story here, more Cairo-centric. Um, I did mention this at the last Dynamica Central meeting, but for those who've never heard it, I'm going to be saying it again. Years ago, and I'm talking in the, in the 90s at some point, late 90s, um, I went to a Palmer Lyceum in Davenport, Iowa, and I was uh, president of ICA at the time, and I was speaking on the platform. And I got there a day early specifically because I wanted to take a little special side trip with several friends of mine. And we got in a van and we drove an hour and a half north and then about an hour west. Um, and we went to a little town called Dyersville, Iowa. Now. Some of you may already have jumped into this and know what I'm speaking about. You know, some of you have not. But Dyersville, Iowa is not famous except for one little thing. Out in the middle of nowhere in Dyersville, Iowa is a cornfield that is now a baseball field. Yes, the original Field of Dreams from the movie is in Dyersville, Iowa. And we had, I mean, having been a huge fan of the movie, uh, my friends were also huge fans. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. And it, for me, it was always one of those movies where if you're channel surfing and you hit that movie, you stop. No matter where it is, because even if you didn't see most of the beginning for the 12th or 15th time, you kind of jumped in, you were already in the emotions, and you had to watch it to the end. And I defy anybody not to cry when the cars cut, come down at night with the lights on. That's a different point. And I cry at movies a lot. That's a different point altogether. I cried when the Star Trek 
when the Enterprise was burning up in space over Genesis. That was like horrifying to me. They burnt up the Enterprise. I did. I'll get over that one day. But in any event, so here I am. We're going to the Field of Dreams. And we get to the Field of Dreams, and it looks just like it did in the movie when I went there. Um, pulled up. There were probably only about four cars there. And got out of the car, and me and my friends start walking around. There were really some people on the ball field. There was a guy underhand pitching some kids who were hitting the balls, and there were people wandering around. And, of course, I immediately and our friends had to go out to the corn, which was at full height, and go into the cornfield, bye, take pictures of ourselves going into the cornfield. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. We were like, I was, this is like so special. And as I'm standing there watching this, these, this car drives up, two young men get out of the car, and very athletic looking young men. And they had gym bags with them, and they open the gym bags and they suit up into complete baseball outfits. Step out there, and they start knocking balls into the corn. I mean, these guys obviously are players because everything they're hitting is going deep into home run field corn, you know. Uh, and then they, after just a few minutes, stop, suit back down into their shorts that they were in, get in their car and drive away. Now, Dyersville's a long way from anywhere, so they drove an awfully long way to spend 15 minutes on the Field of Dream and hit some balls into the corn. So I'm like, this is like so special. This is great. And I'm watching and in the bleachers where, you know, James Earl Jones sat, uh, sat and where he gave his famous thought, people will come, Ray. Uh, you know, in those bleachers, which are there, there was an older gentleman and his wife, obviously his wife, sitting there. Uh, and he had a Detroit cap on, uh, you know, and uh, he had an old bat in his hand. And after watching him for a while, he gets up and he slowly walks to the plate and he announces to everybody who's kind of standing around there, um, he goes, I've had this bat my whole life. I just want to retire it on this field. And he steps up and they pitch a few balls to him and he hits a few into the infield and lovingly puts the bat under his arm, walks off the field. It was an old brownish bat with tape and a couple of places on it. And he walks off him and his wife walk into their car and drive away. Now I'm crying. You know, this, here's a guy, he had this bat when he was a little kid, now he's, you know, he wanted to retire on the field of dreams. Uh, I'm like so emotional about this guy came here to take a bat that he'd used as a child his whole life and use it for the final time on the field of dreams. And like, so we were having this surreal moment here. And then I got a little bit more human about the experience, and I started looking at the ball field and realized this is not the best ball field. I mean, there were no bags. The bags weren't there, you know, just marks like in dirt. The mound was flat. The grass was good, but not great ball field grass. Home plate was just what people had scratched in the ground. There, there was a home plate there, but, you know, nothing else really was there. And so I'm looking at it, I think this is not the best ball field I've ever seen. You know, it looked better in the movie but it's not the best ball field I've ever seen. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is not physically a special ball field. What is special about it was the meaning that everybody brought to the ball field. In other words, the magic that was there, the field of dreams, the dreams were what people brought to the ball field, and that was the experience they're having. Now, at that time, I related that to anything in chiropractic office. Your office wasn't really special. You bring the special to the office. The patients bring the special to the office. You know, a physical building is not special. 
you know, as far as a chiropractic office goes. It's the feeling that you bring into it and that they bring into it that's special. And more recently, I related that to the mask. You know, the mask is just this. I, I'm holding one right now. It's got two little elastic thingies. This is one of the templates you buy. It's blue on the one side, white on the other. I've seen so many people wearing the white on the outside. It's like, you know, wearing your underwear inside out. Nobody's really going to notice, but hell, I know. Uh, and, you know, two little elastic things for over your ears, and it bends at the top to fit around your nose. You know, okay. It's not a big deal. It's a couple of cents. Um, you know, if I sneeze, it keeps my spit from hitting somebody in the face. But other than that, I don't know, I don't know how effective it is. But, you know, I, I don't give it the energy. Uh, if I brought to it the idea that this restricts my freedom, then it's a big deal. If I brought to it the idea that this saves me from being killed, then it's a big deal. This mask is really nothing until I bring to it the value it has. The same as the field of dreams. Now, there's a couple of basic questions that I know chiropractors have posted on social media. And, and by the way, as far as social media goes and the relationship of anything related to COVID or anything else, I, I never, <laughs> anything I read on social media that has the resemblance of news, I dismiss immediately. I don't care if it even sounds reasonable. If it's on social media, if it's, a, you know, like this story about this or somebody, no, no, no. What do I want to hear about on social media? I want to hear your thoughts, your feeling. I want to see your grandchildren or children. I want to see the vacation you took. That's social media. That's social. The rest of it is somebody attempting to plant something and then getting you to share it. I don't share anything that some of my that a friend didn't make. You know, I never share something. Oh wow, this is cool. I'm going to share it. No, because I don't know if it's true. I don't know who made it. And I don't care. You know, if it's not a friend of mine, I'm not sharing it. But I see friends and people sharing things about how masks are bad for you. I've had people say, your germs are in there. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, they're my germs and they were in my lungs. So, you know, my lungs got to have more than that mask does now. But, you know, people have shared things about masks are bad for you. Okay. I don't know. I've not read the studies on them. I tell you what I've observed. That for years, doctors, nurses, dentists, lab techs, hundreds, thousands of other people have worn masks their, you know, entire job careers, and I'm not aware of any particular outbreaks of certain diseases based upon those masks. You know, I mean, if I go to the dentist, and the guy's going to hang on me. I'd really prefer he wear a mask now, you know, if nothing else than for the smell of his lunch. You know, uh, certainly if I'm, if I'm in it, I've only had one experience of actually even going into a a doctor's uh, a surgery room for uh, some hip work. And, you know, I'm really glad they were all wearing masks. And not not for nothing else, but you know what? In an office, let them, let them wear the mask because most of them are ugly anyway. I don't want to look at their faces. But that, not, I'm only kidding. But still, okay, I'm not aware of any studies. I'm not aware of anything that shows that people get sick from masks. And I'm sure on social media, somebody's passing around something that says that. okay. If that's absolutely what you believe and you've done a little research on it, then don't wear a mask. Uh, I don't necessarily know that there's any Ill, Ill effects from it. Now, does the mask stop you from getting the virus? That's another big thing. Oh, well, it protects you. You won't get sick. Does it do that? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some effect of it because, I mean, if the surgeons and stuff are wearing it, they don't want to spread something. And is, it a, is anything 100% effective? Absolutely not. 
Yes, there's no such thing as 100%. Does it stop the viruses? I don't know. Some of them have to get caught in there. <laughs> but well, most of them get through. Okay, 80%. That means it's 20% effective. Okay. I mean, that's 20% of something. 5% of something. 50% of something. 70%. I don't know the number. I've not done the research. I know it can't be zero because holding my hand in front of my face has got to do something. So is there some effect to it? Could be. Could be. How effective? I couldn't tell you. You know, I am not necessarily, as a chiropractor and the chiropractors listening to this, I'm not worried about my immune system. I stay subluxation free as much as possible. So I know my immune system, other than the other things I do in my, to myself, my immune system, based upon my nerve system, is functioning at a higher level as it possibly can, unless I poison myself by eating junk, which, unfortunately, I do some of. But that being said, all the things given equal, I'm going to guess my immune system is stronger than most people who are subluxated. Certainly is stronger than people who are subluxated. All right, so am I wearing a mask for my own protection? Eh, not really. Not really. Would I want to be in a crowded elevator with a bunch of people coughing? No, just because I feel gross anyway. <laughs> but I don't get in crowded elevators now anyway. So does the mask keep you from getting the sickness? I for my instance, I don't believe so. For other people whose immune systems are compromised or frail, it might. It might. I mean, it might keep them, it might, if it's 5% affected, that 5% might be what saved their life. You know, so I, you know I'm, I'm willing to give that it might be effective for them and, okay, wear it. And then at a, at a politeness, I'll wear it. Now, I guess the, the compromising, the, the other side question on that one is, does it prevent me from spreading something to them? That's an interesting question. Well, I'm speaking right now, and I'm probably speaking fairly loud as I normally do. And I know when I do my doctor's report, occasionally I see that little thing of spit go flying out. And I'm sure there's a little bit of spit on the microphone right now that I'm speaking into. But uh, so I know the mask stops that, you know. <laughs> if there's some drool on the inside of your mask, you've stopped that. That's a cool thing. Um, you know, if I go into a room and somebody's a smoker, and even if they're smoking five minutes ago, I can smell it in the room. If they wear a mask, does it stop that? I don't think it decreases it. It certainly doesn't stop it. Uh, but it does decrease it. So does it stop you from spreading the virus? Yeah, they've done, you know, they've done enough of those vapor things where they put it there and somebody coughs or sneezes and the vapors decrease or it goes up and down instead of straight out to another person. So there's going to be some minimal effectiveness there. And again, it's percentages. I couldn't give you a number. But, okay, if it's 5%, 10%, is that worth protecting somebody else? Well, it is if you're carrying the virus, you know. If you're not, what a waste of time. Okay. My, let's, let's do a hypothetical here. My immune system's strong. And I've had patients come in who later on tested positive for COVID-19. So that means they probably had it when they were in my office. Some of them were wearing masks. In fact, probably most of them were, but maybe a few were not. And, uh, okay, so here they are. And did I breathe any of that in? Well, chances are, yeah, I took some, you know, chances are. If the mask's not 100%, which they're not, I had to breathe some in. Okay, my immune system's pretty strong. It fights it off. I don't get sick never even test positive, okay? However, what if I breed some in and breed some back out and the next little old lady who comes in who's 95 and got a compromised immune system 
breathed in a very minute amount, but that was enough for her to get sick. I would feel really bad about that. And if I'm wearing a mask and it stopped enough of it that that didn't take place, okay, I'm protecting her, maybe. But I feel like maybe I am, so okay, I'm wearing it out of politeness and I'm trying to protect some of the most fragile people who come into my office with severely compromised immune systems, not the average person who comes in. And, you know, people who have got massive long-term subluxation and I'm correcting their, their nerve interference as best I can, I still don't think the nervous system is functioning near 100% even after I've balanced out their legs. Okay, so, okay, am I stopping the spread? I might be slightly. Slightly is enough for me. Ultimately, as a chiropractor, is this the fight we really want to be having? I mean, it's principle to wear one. It's principle not to wear one. Is this the fight we want to make? Is this where we want to make our stand about masks? I mean, I don't give it enough energy to be thinking much about that. But my political sense, and I've been involved in chiropractic politically for a while, is, nah, let's not spend our political capital on this one. You know, let's not fight this one. We have some fights coming up here. And let me tell you a little bit about what might be the fights coming up. Because these are things that as chiropractors, we all need to be really ready to be in battle for because these are important things, okay? First of all, you know when they come out with a vaccine, you know, a bunch of people are going to rush to get it. I mean, I've had people volunteer. I ain't getting that stuff. Who knows what's going to be in that? And that's a wonderful thought. I'm planning on being, you know, never online for that one. Not that I'm online for any of them because I don't, I haven't done vaccinations since I was a kid, didn't know anything about it, you know, but you know what might happen? What if they start this stuff about, okay, well, it's not enough available, but the first thing we're going to do is give it to healthcare workers and we're going to require healthcare workers. Ooh, we're healthcare workers. What if they decide that healthcare workers, because you're in contact with people, must be vaccinated? What if your state laws thought that's the fight you want to be fighting? Alrighty. Or what if they say that patients to come into a healthcare facility have to have had a vaccination? That means they're not allowed to come see you unless they've been vaccinated. Hey, you know what? Let's not poo-poo this because you know there are irrational lawmakers out there who freak out and will push whatever they think is, you know, popular you know, to, to run around and, and make it sound like it's something, you know, that is helping people when all it is is a political campaign. You know, there's a lot of that going around right now, unfortunately, on both ends of the spectrum. I'm not pointing fingers anywhere here. But, you know, what if they make it requirement to have a vaccination to get Medicare benefits or your group insurance benefits or Medicaid or any of the other programs that people are covered under that they say, if you're not vaccinated, we're not covering you anymore. Uh, they could force people to get stuff they don't want to get by the threat of not allowing them to be covered by insurance. Well, I'll tell you what, you're still covered by insurance, but if you get sick from COVID, having not had the vaccine, we don't cover your hospitalization. Well, that'll bankrupt anybody. And by the way, that sounds real possible, that they will say, if you don't get that vaccine, we're not covering you for any COVID-related sickness. That's scary. And that's somewhere where we need to take a stance. What about if they require, because by the way, it's being done a lot of places now. I don't know that it's a requirement, but what if they require mandatory fever screening on all patients before they enter a healthcare facility? 
That's a possibility. That means you have to hire a staff person to stand at your door and shoot people with this thermometer in the head, you know, to see if they can come into your office. Okay, you know, right now on a voluntary, well, it's not necessarily voluntary because there is requirements to this. We have to completely wipe down our tables between patients. I mean, you know, for years we changed the headrest paper, next person on the table. That was it. Now we need to spray them down. Now, some of that is comfort to the patient, but uh, where I am, they are requiring extra cleaning procedures and you're supposed to keep a record of what you're doing. You know, how's your extra cleaning procedures? That's just, by the way, and I know a lot of chiropractors aren't doing any of that. It is, that is required. Now, do you have to spray the table down or whatever? I, I, I don't think they're that specific about it. We pull the headrest paper, give it a quick spray, a wipe down, you know, with some kind of a natural germicide, whatever we're using. I'm not even sure at this point. But I have staff people doing it, you know. Uh, we no longer have, and this was antiquated, but we had the sign-in sheets. We don't have it because we don't want everybody grabbing the same pen. You know, a lot of things that have changed, um, some of which are required. But, you know, what if they get stricter with that, like the fever screenings? Uh, what if they have mandatory get your test, you know, your COVID test of healthcare workers every week or every two weeks, you know? I mean, there are some hospitals that are going to be doing that, but what if they make it mandatory on a state level where you have to get tested and you have to take time off or a day off and go somewhere and get tested every week because you're a healthcare worker? You know, the, the inability to see patients if you haven't been tested or if you haven't been vaccinated, you know? These are fights that we're going to have to fight because I see this as coming to fruition. And even if the COVID, because as I'm speaking now, it looks like the, the crest is starting to go down in what was really our big wave, not back in April, but just last month. Uh, but who knows if there's a second wave? Who knows? You know, who knows what's next? And, and honestly, you know, I think it's more hype, but still, uh, it's, it's changed the way America's doing business and it can easily change the way they want you to do your business. So these are fights we're going to have to make in chiropractic. I don't think being the people who were against masks is the one we want to be recognized as. You know, it's such a small thing. So yes, am I wearing a mask in my office? Yes, I am. You know, um, I also clean the tables. You know, we, uh, we do a few other things. You know, why do I do those things? I'm not worried about me, you know. Uh, in fact, in uh, less than a month now, I will turn 65. I'm not worried about my immune system, okay? If I go to Walmart, I wear a mask, one, because it's required, two, because Walmart's a little scarier place to me than, than my office is. You know, we will, if, you, if you shop at Walmart, which I actually like to do at times, but, you know, we've all seen the pictures of the people at Walmart. You know, they're real people. And you go in there, you could take, I wouldn't because you'd probably get beat up. But, you know, there's some scary looking sick people in Walmart. You know, um, you know, they used to put, they put those carts in Walmart. Those electric carts were made for people who really were elderly and, you know, they physically had ailments. Well, you know what you see in the Walmart carts. You see people who, if they were walking, wouldn't need the cart. You know what I mean? I, wanna, I don't want to shame anybody. But... And uh, a lot of people are in those carts because they weren't taking care of themselves. Um, you know, I am worried about my vulnerable patients. So therefore, you know, I'll wear it for them. So as if somebody else spread something and I breathe it, I breathe it back, my immune system might fight it off, theirs might not. 
So yeah, I wear it for that. 70% of my, like I said, 70, probably 70% of my patients, I think about the morning that came in this morning, we're pretty busy. Yeah, I'm guessing 70% of them came in with a mask. Um, and some of them were healthy. And, you know, I had some people come in who were not very healthy looking, don't exercise, don't do anything that, that resembles a healthy lifestyle. And they're not wearing a mask because I, you know, it, it, it impairs upon their freedom. It only does because that's what they give it. You know, if that's the value they give it, then yes, it's impairing upon their freedom go for it you know but i want to be polite and not disrespect the people who do wear a mask who believe it does something for them i'm not looking to reinforce that belief system and i don't actually believe i am by wearing the mask at this point it's so regular now i mean we're months into this thing that it's like no big deal you know a year ago you went into a walmart or a store and you saw somebody wearing a mask your first thought was what's wrong with them why are they wearing it? What do they got? Now it's like you walk in and you see the one without a mask. You look like, how the hell did he get away with it? not wearing a mask? I thought they said mask required in here. So if I have any rant for today, it's I don't care if you wear a mask or not. As a chiropractor, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But I would highly suggest you not use our chiropractic principle and a belief system or any political capital on that decision or the fight rounding that decision. Because we have some much bigger fights coming up. I can guarantee you this, that we are going to have to fight. Let's not expend any political capital on wearing the mask. Uh, if you wear one, fine. Don't post it as a thing of bravery on a social media. If you don't want to wear, wear one, fine. Don't make a political statement out of it. Don't make it a thing. Just do what you feel you feel you want to do. Don't give it that much energy and don't rob your energy by putting it on a mask, a little thing like this blue thing that I'm holding in my hand right now. It's so unimportant. You know, we have more important things to worry about. Correcting subluxations is more important and fighting for the freedom to continue to correct subluxations, much more important. If they required me to wear a hazmat suit to adjust people, I would wear a hazmat suit to adjust people. Because if I can still lay my hands in there and correct their subluxations and change their lives, wonderful. The mask does not prevent me from doing that. Some other things they could try to do might. So that's my rant for today. I don't care about masks. Masks, no mask, who cares? That's my rant. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Cairo Rants. Subscribe for free and listen to insightful, truthful, and hard-hitting discussions with some of the biggest names in chiropractic. Cairo Rants is sponsored in part by Now You Know Online and in-office educational services. Learn how to expand your educational outreach to your patients and your community at www.nowyouknow.net. The opinions of Cairo Rants are exclusively those of Dr. Braille and do not reflect the opinions of any associations, groups, institutions, or sponsors mentioned in these podcasts. This has been Cairo Rants.